1: Sports.
2: Hello, and welcome to the Crossroads of Life and Sports Intersect. and today we're doing a special edition. This is a Super Bowl edition. Normally, I'm on Friday nights with my co-host, Princess Cooper, but this weekend, I'm here live in effect, and we're going to be breaking it down in community, having conversations about topics that you may or may not know. We're not going to put a nice bow on it, but we're going to give you food for thought. We will be talking about the Super Bowl, but first I want to introduce my co host once again, Miss Miss uh, Princess Cooper. How are you today? I'm, I'm doing good, Thomas. <laughs> oh, yeah.
3: I'm
2: doing good. Yeah.
3: Um excited to my, be with you.
2: Yeah, my brain's racing at a thousand miles an hour. I have a lot of things on my mind. So it's everything just you know, not now when you're talking, everything's coming out real fast because you have so much thought about so many different things, and you're just trying to get it all together in your mind so you can release it out, you know, to the world. Um, you know, it's been one hell of a week, and we get to hell, right? This, this is our <laughs> show, right? Yeah, yeah we make sure that. the language is <laughs> Yeah, okay. Yeah, this has been a, a crazy, crazy week, and I'm kind of glad the show is on a Saturday, I mean Friday, because it's just so much to digest. You know, you've got Super Bowl talk. You got things happening, you know, during a week. You know, you, you know, I definitely want to get into right now a little bit of killer Kill a mic and have a conversation about that. You know, it's crazy. You know, a man wins um three Grammys. He's in the tucks, he's looking nice, dressed to the nine, and he gets locked up for something that just should have been a conversation. That was a misunderstanding. But the man finds himself getting locked up, being placed under citizen arrest and you know, him winning the three Grammys, you know, for best rap album of the year, best rap song, and I forget the third category. But that doesn't get shown, but what did get shown was him doing a pert walk, you know, surrounded by police officers. Um what is your thoughts on that, Princess?
3: Um, I think it's a sad day. And um I don't. I don't know if, when I read it. I didn't know if I remembered or thinking or heard of in the past twenty, thirty years of citizens in arrest. First of all, and then yes. I think. <laughs> I think the clincher though was the perp walk, and um, being revealed. So sometimes I, I always say I hate to make this about race, but no, I don't, and I. I want to make it about race because I think that's what this is. And I don't know where we go from here. Where do we go from here? That's my thought process is um, how do you clean this up? How do you unsee this? And how do you um, change the country's police department to not do this to someone that's so valuable? And not that we not all are. But but how do you do this? And how do you rectify that? How do you complete training where this does not happen? But I want to go back to you, Thomas, citizen arrest and then this is what we get.
2: Yeah. Uh and it, 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 it's it's crazy because once again, the man is dressed to the nine, you know, you know, his entourage, everyone was looking good. Uh, from what I've heard, everyone was um was was mannered. but they just are asking people are asking questions of why you just can't tell people things and people are curious to know why what do you need me to do and why and it's just amazing that that there's a segment of people and i don't even know why you go into law enforcement of any time if you can't answers you can't answer people's questions you know or you don't see people that don't look like you as less than so, you know, in our society, the most important, you know, person, a melanated person is made to feel less than someone that's at the, at, quote, unquote, at the bottom of the totem pole. You know, that's, that's the thing that's, that's, that's crazy to me. And like I said, a citizen, you said a citizen's arrest, you know, once the, once the police are called, it should have been diffused, hey, nothing to see here, and, and the parties go about their way. So, so the fact yeah. that, you know, charges were dropped, no incident, you know, you have the mayor of Atlanta and the mayor of Los Angeles getting involved to rectify the situation, you know, that's, that's crazy, too. Like, wow. Just, so just imagine if Killer Mike was an everyday person where there's no high-ranking officials getting involved, what would have been, you know, his outcome or or my outcome, your outcome? everyday Joe America's outcome. You know, so that's something that, you know, that we should definitely look at and and monitor and think about, you know, as we are in our daily lives and in community.
3: You know, Thomas, um two things here. Um, this was actually, you know, inside the arena and then he was put right. walked out. And then the police later released a statement and said he was arrested for a misdemeanor unrelated to the incident inside the arena. (laughs) So they're trying to cover themselves there. Uh, They're trying to cover themselves. Um, And because they understand that how, how poor this look, how badly this look, how, you know, crazy was look so they put out a statement that he was arrested and and, and a misdemeanor you know you're per walk for a misdemeanor and the and the, the the second or third thing is also um there was a complaint or a concern or a reference made to okay well you know you walk around you bad enough to ha- have a name killer mike you're gonna get what you get and is that not where we are in america right now
2: Uh, It's it's sad to say that's that's where we are. You know, it is what it is. And once again, you know, we shall overcome. And and the one thing I know about my community, we're going to always find a way to overcome no matter what we are dealt. You know, there's no glass ceiling for, for us or for anyone out there. So, you know, you just got to deal with it. But one day we will overcome and we will get what we deserve for the folks that have put in, you know, have sown good seeds. So, you know, so, folks, that started off the week. Well, we're not done. (laughs) So, what is that? Wednesday or Thursday, the Internet gets broken. And once again, you're listening to the Crossroads with Life and Sports Intersect. And, folks, if you want to call in, please feel free to call in and talk about, you know, whatever we're talking about at 347 637 no. Yeah. When, you know, the crossroads, life in sports, life and entertainment. Shannon Sharp, Monique. <laughs> you know, once again, Shannon breaks the Internet. And, you know, I heard people say, well, Shannon Sharp's show is getting messy. I mean, no, it's not. You know, when Tamitha um, Brown was on there, that was a great interview. And Steve Harvey was on there, it was a good interview. Shannon has... Lots of interviews that were very thought provoking. When him and Stephen A. Smith was on there, that you know, great topics, great conversations, um, great you know, great community. Now, what has happened, you know, with the Cat Williams interview and, and the Monique's interview, is is put a light on the entertainment world. People say, well, it's a comedy. I think no, it's much bigger than comedy. It's the entertainment world, and people have been speaking out, If you has been listening for the last 30 years. They to here's things, you know, when I was coming up, coming of age in the 90s, it, it wasn't, you know, to access Hollywood and the music industry and sports entertainment wasn't like that because there was no 24-hour coverage. The internet wasn't um, – everything wasn't on the Internet. Everything wasn't on TikTok or social media. There wasn't on social media back then. So and now people are reporting all the time, so things are being um, exposed. So, you know, great, you know, a good sh- shout-out to Shannon Sharp and what he's doing, you um, know, presenting a space where people can come on and feel comfortable in telling their truth. So with the Monique interview, um, I just was like, wow, it seemed like an intervention. She had a lot of things to get off her chest. You know, she wanted to set the record straight, set the record straight, and she came with receipts. So when you come with receipts, you know, I don't care what people say. And then I heard some rebuttals. I <laughs> yo, but you didn't talk about her receipts that she that she had. She she got you. You did what you did what you did. And all I think you, you have to do is say, hey, I'm sorry. We've all done things to be sorry about, but. Because you don't, you don't have to go, go and double down. So that's when people are going to double down on their truth. There's two sides to a story, yeah. then there's the truth. So what are, what are your thoughts on the, on the, whole, the whole, you know, you know um, Club Chaser interview with Monique?
3: Well, several things. But the first thing is I thought she looked beautiful. I, I thought she was, um, her whole outfit and her hair, I thought she was beautiful. Second of all, she really took her time, and it really seemed to me like um, two members of the family sitting down and just talking about things and and, and telling her truth. And um, I like how she broke it down about Kevin Hart. Um, I like how she broke it down about D.L. Hughley. Um, but I want to go back to Kevin Hart and how she just laid it out there. She thanked him, um, and she said, You know, he really came to her rescue and wrote a check, but she made sure to write one back and do a little interest. Um, Her concern was definitely with Kevin Hart, but it was also with um, his agent um, that was, of course, of another culture. And she said, how do we as family, if you consider someone family, how do you let someone talk you out of a collaboration, or a relationship with anybody that you consider family. I thought she broke it down really good. Um, She made me want to go and and listen to all of it. Um, And, you know, and then she, I I love what she had to say about D.L. Hughley. Um, Most of my family is not a fan of D.L. Hughley. I am. But, if what she said is true, and I didn't see, well, yeah, he did rebuttal all that he did say it was it was not true, but um she said she had proof. I loved it, and um I liked Shannon here, I think he's really getting good at these interviews. I think he's really good
2: yeah and 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 she gave insight and gave proper context you know with the controversy with Tyler Perry and Oprah Winfrey and how she was blackballed. A lot of times people will say, well, this person is doing this against me, but they don't have – they can't narrow it down to a reason of how they're doing it. She gave the how and why. And she gave the time frame, but then, you know, she didn't have a smoking gun from Oprah, but she had the smoking gun with a, with a one-party consent recording, Calipari admitting his wrong and apologizing what he thought was only going to be in private. So if she didn't have that type of documentation to present to, to Reverend Al Sharpton, to, to Shannon Sharp, and other people that want to hear her story and try to help her rectify the situation, she wouldn't be credible because and, and, and I'm here, I'm, and I know Monique is not perfect. No one is. No one is saying that. But sometimes when they speak, when people is not perfect, no. they don't have the proper credibility. I can get over on a person and hide in the background. So you no. Know, so a lot of times the messenger may not be perfect, but that doesn't say that what they're saying is not valid, and they were not wrong. Yeah. If someone blackballed you, princess, and you had. And through investigations, you found you was able to zero it down, and you found out it was X, Y, and Z that was jealous of how you're rising as a star in the radio space. You know you're out here building your, building a platform. You know you're help ele- you're elevating others, and someone was jealous of your rising star, and they wanted to stifle that because you wouldn't play ball with them. And and you had the proof. You're going to put yeah. it out there because you, cause you tried to do it behind closed doors. You, tried, you you did that avenue, but they didn't listen to you. So now you're going to get the platform. Now you got the platform, and now you can be in the space to put it out there. The only thing you want them to do is come to the table, admit you were wrong, and compensate me <laughs> of so my loss. You caused my loss. What is that worth? Compensate me. That's it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That's the one I took from the interview, even with D. L. Hugley's um, rebuttal. Hey, you didn't you didn't mention that Monique had to, you know, had to get an attorney, attorney involved. You didn't do it because it was the right thing to do. You did it because the legal action was coming. She wasn't playing. About what she said. And about what your co host did. You're responsible. You wasn't there, but you're responsible. But you didn't want you didn't you wanted to downplay the situation. Like, she should accept bad treatment. Nah. <laughs> Who is? You know, like Shannon Sharp said, hey, what's up? Hey, you need know, turn your cheek. That's in the Bible. I ain't in there. So, <laughs> you, know, I, I, you know, so, <laughs> hey, I, hats off to her. I, I thought she was classy. Like you say, she looked great. Um, she gave examples. Like, God, she even talked about how Stephanie Mills got involved, and Stephanie Mills got Tyler want to have a conversation. Like, yo, Stephanie Mills ain't no joke. But Tyler said the only way I talk to her is without her husband, who is her representation, and that she publicly says, I'm sorry. Uh, why should a person that was victimized say, I'm sorry? And why should she be without her representation, even though it's her daddy? <laughs> you know, that was, that was problematic for me, you know. <laughs> whole interview you calling him daddy. Yeah. but
3: uh, but, uh, but I and give it even, hey, seriously I was halfway through before and, and maybe I'm gonna sound really dumb here but I was halfway through before I understood oh she's talking about her husband oh okay yeah okay that yeah, I, I, I found know, that
2: problematic <laughs> yeah I gotta um, tell my wife like hey babe maybe you need to call me daddy all the time <laughs> <laughs> or daddy yeah she, she agrees with daddy you know, you know, I got you know I got salt and pepper going on. You know, you know. Um, but with Daddy is, in public, that's that's a little bit, a little bit too much there. But hey, works. You know, it works for them. <laughs> so, so guys, anybody hey, wants I to comment on that call? That, you know, please, you know, please do. You know, get in conversation with us at the crossroads of life and in sports Intercept. You know, we're about to go to our first break, and we'll be right back.
1: When I was in the NFL, I would use towels similar to dry towel, but they were made out of cotton, so they weren't as effective. So what happens is you have to change the towel probably two or three times a game. The absorption rate is greater than any cotton towel you'll ever see on the market. What I love about the dry towel is that it absorbs sweat and moisture so well that you don't really have to change it throughout the course of a game, not three or four like I used to use on the course of a game to keep everything dry and intact. Also, for you guys who wear mouthpieces, Little pocket for your mouthpiece so you don't have to stick it in your helmet. You don't have to keep track of it. You know in the course of a game your hands are going to get dirty, you're going to get dirty. You don't want to put your your mouthpiece in your hands a whole lot so it's a nice little pocket. After the play you put it there, right before you walk up to the line of scrimmage, you grab it back, bam, it's right there. I used to like to wipe my hands off so I wouldn't fumble the football um, You know, to make sure my grip was straight. This would have been perfect. Everything is sealed. Everything is right here on my right-hand side. Easily accessible. I can grab it, pop it in. I'm done. CampLyman.com is an opportunity for my big boys to come get some work. Let's put it all together. We built from the ground up. You know, our cliche is it all starts up front. Once again, start, stance, hand placement, hand separation, get-offs, counter moves, A little bit of everything. Polish up those skills before your middle school or high school season began. Just come work on your craft. Once again, CampLyman.com.
0: And
2: once again, we are back at the crossroads with Life and Sports Intersect. And... I want to say hello again to my lovely host, Ms. Princess Cooper.
3: Thank you, thank you, thank you.
2: And we've got to get some sound effects here, Princess. You know, we're going to work on that <laughs> to next week for you folks. So when we introduce people. You know, we're going to have the Jamaican horn. We're going to have the claps, all that good stuff. So stay tuned to what we're going to be doing in the future with the show. I just want to give folks a call-in number, 347-637-3286 once again, to call in and be in community with us at the Crossroads for Life and Sports Intercept. Um Our next topic we're gonna to jump into, you know, Princess, I was thinking about this. We're gonna get into a little bit of Colorado football and Coach um, Deion Sanders. And just thinking about, um, you know, what Coach Prime is doing and the amount of attention that he's garnering, um, you know, with his um, tenure at University of Colorado so far, almost matter of fact not almost it's, it's exactly like what john thompson did at georgetown back in the 80s i remember when i was coming up back in the day there was black america was so much into georgetown i remember having the georgetown starter jacket yep. and i remember you know back in i was in junior high school it was so much of a culture that you thought um georgetown what was a black university? was HBCU because mm-hmm. black America followed Georgetown. They followed um, John Thompson. Everybody knew Patrick Ewing, Sleepy Floyd, um, Reggie Williams, Michael, you know, Michael Jackson, Alonzo Mourning, uh, Dikembe Mutombo, Allen Iverson. I mean, the list of, of great Hoyas was unmatched, um, you know, between the early 80s, in the early 90s when Georgetown was really on that, that run in, in black America. And I feel that um, University of Colorado um, is garnering the same type of attention, I think even, even more attention, because everything that's done, whether someone's leaving the program or someone's coming through the program, it gets national attention, and that's because of Coach uh, Deion Sanders. Uh, Deion just hired uh, his new defensive coordinator, and he really took his time You know, in his search, um, he didn't rush to, um, you know, didn't rush to make a a a decision on this. um, With Coach Livingston coming over from from the Cincinnati, Robert Livingston coming over from the Cincinnati Bengals, where he served as, you know, the secondary coach before the Bengals. And he Mm comes with a lot of experience. He's young. He served time at you know at, at Georgia Tech, Florida State, and Clemson. So this guy knows the college game. He knows the southeast part of the country, and he's going to bring a lot of experience um, to that coaching staff and sure that side of the ball. What is your thoughts? Um, and because you talk to a lot of football minds in your role and what you do in radio, what, what did you think about that hire?
3: Um, personally, I, I was surprised it, that um, he You're was surprised. taking so long. Okay. I, and, um, that he well, I was surprised that he took so long. But then, in in just kind of sitting and considering, okay, it's Coach Prime, and he's going to look for the right person because he kind of expected that Kelly was going to move on um, and, and, and get another position. Now that surprised me of the length. But then I thought about it. But to see this young man um, come from the Bengals, um, I, I just considered it to be a youth movement, and that. Uh, there was a lot of feedback to Coach Prime to say, hey, you want to get this dude, and you want to do whatever it takes to get this dude. He is one of the, the um, young, excellent minds of football, and he's not going to last long as just a defensive back coach in the NFL. He's going to get up, and you want to go ahead and get him now. And I think he will identify well with, um, uh, with Colorado and college players And um, I think he'll be a motivator of men. So, you know, he'll be the defensive coordinator. He'll focus on the defensive back. But I think Coach Prime got a lot of feedback, and he went out and and, and pursued his man and got him. Uh, Congratulations again because, again, I think Coach Prime looks like a genius here. And I hope that uh, Livingston proves him right.
2: Yeah. I I, I think think he will. And and he's a Mike Zimmer' disciple you know as as well mm-hmm. so yep, so you know, certainly at the seat of someone that's considered an expert and and like you said, he's someone that's on the rise you know he's he's to go grab you know anyone and i just I just like you know the the amount of thought was put into to the process, you know because there were a lot of um, candidates. I thought uh, someone like Ken Norton Jr. would be would be up, for the, up for the position. Um, so, um, you know, you heard names of, like Ed Reed. And, and, and I kind of mm-hmm. questioned that just because of the experience of not, you know, calling, knowing defenses and knowing how to call a defense at, and do things at the right moment are two different things and be able to manage you know all your position coaches and analysts and things that come along with with that role is something that you have to um be experienced at doing and and day was announced that warren Sapp is a part of uh, of the staff and he's coming on as a grad assistant so i'm like wow with someone yeah. that re- that really wants to get into the business it's starting as a, as a grad assistant a hall of famer as a grad assistant that means a hey, uh, coach staff is working is willing to put in the work and learn before he actually becomes an actual coach, but he has the leeway of doing it because he's not hurting for money, but he does want to get into coaching and effect change in in the young group of men that's coming up, you know, you know, tomorrow. So I I love all yeah. the moves that are making in the off season.
3: You know what I sit back and think about Thomas is that how much leadway does coach prime have? Um, because he obviously wanted to bring Warren Sapp on and it was taking so long with the DC. I said, are they negotiating with Warren Sapp? You know, because then I start hearing Ken Norton. I, I then start hearing of, of course, Ed Reed, which I actually thought would be um, a good idea. Um, I, I think he's one of those those great football minds out of there. But I really thought that with all of the no information, then maybe it was Warren Sapp, but it was good to hear that because he's been in Colorado now since, I don't know, uh, December or January or maybe right. even before then. So I, I kind of thought it was them. But then to hear where they were going with this and then to see it come to fruition, okay. I, but I want to know – What was the negotiation? What was the conversation behind the scenes about Warren Sapp and GA assistant? You know, why did he have to start there? Um, You know, because that really is a free position. If I'm not mistaken, there isn't a whole lot of money in, in, in that. So, but he's in a position to do that. And that says a lot about him and his desire to learn and to get something up under his belt.
2: Yeah. You know what I think, there was a there was a, there was a, a period where where Coach Staff had to graduate from school, and he already had hired you know a a new defensive line coach. Okay. So so positions were getting filled, but they knew they wanted to have Coach Stapp involved, and it just came down to a matter of being creative. Mm-hmm. So so I so that says that he's in the, he's in the pipeline. If somebody moves on, you know, next year, Coach Sapp, you know, will get will get ele- ele- elevated or potential that Coach Sapp can can get elevated at another institution. So, once again, Deion Sanders looks like a genius because now he's developing a coaching tree. He has a coaching. Coach Kelly moves on to Auburn. That's part of Deion Sanders' coaching tree. Um the guy mm-hmm. Sean Lewis moves to San Diego State. That's a part of Coach Prime's coaching tree. Um, coach Thurman is at University of Hawaii now. Now is a part of Deion Sanders' coaching tree. So in one year, he's de- of developing a tree. So everyone he hires has the capability to move on. Um, look at the gentleman that was a defensive line coach. Now he's running the defense up in Syracuse part of Deion Sanders' mm-hmm. um, coach, their coaching tree off of one year. There's one year, yeah, one or two years it, with me, con- and I'll elevate you.
3: I, I find it crazy that so many left, though. There's so many left. Um, gosh, Sean, gosh, he left and became – um, a head coach somewhere. I want to say right. he was the offensive the quarterback coach, offensive coordinator, and I think he went to Kent State. As you know, I was surprised no, he, so many. He came, he many came well. from.
2: He came from. He came from Kent State. He's the one came that from went Kent to San State, Diego so. State. He went to San
3: Diego okay. State. So, okay. Um, he, you know, so but I, I was surprised that so many did. But I like the fact that Coach Prime has taken his time with this and and um, seems to be filling it up as well. I wanna I know this is not on our list, but I wanna ask you what would what would please you for this year coming up, twenty twenty four, um, for the Colorado Buffaloes? Would nine and three please you? Ten and two? How does he meet expectations? Um, after going four and oh and then not winning anymore? What makes the ultimate Colorado fan and I've asked the one living in this house the same thing because oh my gosh, I think he's changed the way that African-American men look at college football. It's when it's Coach Prime and Colorado Buffalo's playing. I need to, you know, get some pal for an alien here. But your thoughts, what makes a successful year this coming year? Nine and three, seven eight
2: and four, th- ten and two? Seven, seven and four was a bowl victory because I think they, okay. left, three, they left three games on the table. And what's, what everyone has to remember about, about the, um, the Big 12, it looks easy mm-hmm. but with the transfer portal has changed the game. So Kansas oh, yeah. has pumped money into their program. Kansas you know, Kansas State. Oklahoma Kansas State. State is not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, Baylor has a lot of te- a lot of Texas money so they can mm-hmm. they can refuel. Nebraska has a lot of money to throw around. So that was a tight mm-hmm. game, you know, that they won. Um Arizona is going is going to be down. They're taking a, the university as a whole is taking a lot of hits, you know, on the mm-hmm. academic side and athletic side. So there's a lot of scandals going on uh, with Arizona University right now. Um, Arizona Arizona State, um, they they can win. And so, you know, I said seven to four. Uh, at seven to four, eight and four would be would be a great jump because he still has not. Um, had the high school class that he's going to get in twenty in twenty five. So when he gets those younger players that he can really develop, even though the, and now even though a lot of people say well, he's getting a lot of transfers, but a lot of those transfers have years less. So he's getting the sophomore yeah. transfer, which is like a which is like a high value freshman. But I think people need to look at it that way. But other universities are getting transfers too. So I think, you know, I think the, um, you know, the Big 12 is going to be very competitive. um, uh, You know, University of Houston is going to be competitive. Um, What's what's that? Um, University of Central Florida is going to be competitive. Cincinnati is going to be, you know, competitive. So it's not going to be, you know, West Virginia, which is an ACC country, is going to be very competitive because they get a lot of transfers here in the Mid-Atlantic and up and down the East Coast. So, I think they're going to do a lot better than they did this year. I think they have more of a bond this year developing you know with one year under Dion's belt. So I think it's going to be very interesting, but like I said seven four would please me now, if they went nine and three, oh my god <laughs> you know, or or they went ten and ten and you know ten and two, the potential was there. They only really got blown out. You know, two games. You know, Washington State in Oregon. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so, so um, the, you know, the sky sky's
3: the limit. My disappointment was Stanford, where I think they were leading twenty-four to three at halftime, twenty-four to nothing, um, 20, and 20, 20 to come nine, out into
2: twenty-nine. <laughs> twenty-nine. Oh wow! <laughs> but that's a team that doesn't. That's a team that doesn't know how to win. It took the foot off the gas took the foot off the yeah. gas of defensively, and they, and they could not run the ball. So, you know, Stanford.
0: So and that's the number
3: 12 out. for Stanford, that wide receiver for Stanford that ended up with, I don't know, 12 or it's, 13 receptions and 200 and some yards receiving. But that's also the game that Shadour Sanders at halftime and said this game is over. He he got on social media and said, this game is over. Stars, I might as well stars, sell some of my t-shirts.
2: Yeah, he was hawking merch, you know, at, <laughs> at halftime, you know. But that's, once again, that's just, they didn't know how to win. And that's the one thing that Deion Sanders kept preaching, you know, even when they were undefeated, like, hey, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. We don't have the proper mindset. We don't have the dog, we don't have a full slate of dogs yet, but they're coming. I ain't hard to find. They're coming. And the media didn't, didn't uh-huh. understand what he was saying. And then, But when the losses started to happen, then they wanted to criticize. Like, no, but hey, but I, told, I know what I have. I see it every day. Kamani McLean was not ready. He's ready now. I follow Colorado football closely. He's ready now in the classroom. And the way he's looking on the field, I can't wait to see the spring game. You see, when it all comes when it all comes together for for Colorado, I think it's going to be quite impressive on the last Saturday of April.
3: Yeah, I, I like what Coach Khan says when they ask about um, McLean. He said the standard is the standard, and he is going to have to meet the standard and exceed the standard. I, I like that one, and I have um, included that in my my buzzwords for sure. So, um, and, and I'm going to continue to follow them and root for them. And cheer for them, because I want to see what happens in year two. Um Yeah, year, year, we, we may have to. I also want to. Go ahead. Okay, we may have, to, may have to do a live show from
2: Boulder. You never know. Oh.
3: <laughs> now you're talking. Now you're talking.
2: <laughs> Don't threaten me with a good
3: time. <laughs> oh, Absolutely. I'm going to I'm gonna continue
2: to, you know, to, push, to push the needle forward, you know, to get, us, to get know, us there. Everyone else, Everyone
3: else is there. Why not? We need to be there. I think, though, that in in the press conferences, especially in Colorado, that he got a lot of um, reporters there for a lot of reasons. But the one is that he was making so much noise, they had to come. But the second was that some were nosy. But I've been in press conferences all over the country. For the most part, these are nerdy guys (laughs) who've never played. Oh, wow. And – <laughs> who've never played for the most part, and um, I think they were they were rooting for him to to lose, you know, because Dion was coming in there with some confidence and saying, "Hey, do you believe now? Do you believe? You know, if not, you don't believe. You, ne- you know, didn't, and they didn't like it. They were rooting well, yeah. for what him.
2: What do you mean? What do you mean, What do you mean? We don't believe. Believe in what? Like. <laughs> And God, they don't even get yeah, our um was, and that was Edward, um, with, with the, with the way used we communicate. Him? Hey, a hey, princess, mm-hmm. speaking of speaking of believing, you know, I believe in you and I believe in what you do and um never had it so good as Sports Park Radio. We're gonna have to jump into our break when we come back. We got a two for one for you. Two for one special. Once again you listen to the crossroads right. Life and Sports Intercept. Be right back.
0: Do you need tile installed in your home or business? then John
2: Robinson Tile, LLC, is the
0: company for you. We have over 60 years of experience installing tile. We do bathrooms, kitchens, and so much more. Give us a call at 803-529-0092. Check out our website at dot 2com Visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, too. Just search J.Rob Tile or John Robinson Tile. We're licensed and insured and Schluter certified. If you need tile installed, we are your company. We believe in laying hands on everything that we do. That's John Robinson Tile Installation Service for new and old homes. Renovation of kitchens and bathrooms installs all types. That's JohnRobinsonTileTheNumber2.com You're inside. Never had it so good sports radio. Join us live weekdays at 7 p.m. and on site at Hills Barbershop on Fridays at 5 p.m. We make it easy to talk sports.
2: And we are back. Had a little technical difficulties coming out of, out of break, but we we're together. Once again, gentlemen, the crossroads where life and sports intersect, and I'm here once again with my host, Miss Princess Cooper.
3: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Time flies by. Time flies by when I do a show with you.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I'm looking at the clock. I'm like, what?
3: So we're going to get into our (laughs) half one special
2: first. Chris Kingsbury gets hired by the Washington Commander, and Eric Bieniemy gets let go. I was surprised by that move because Eric the Enemy was being interviewed for the role, and I thought he did very good with the limited talent um, that he had. And, and I'm hearing that Chris Kingsbury gets hired because of the relationship he has with Caleb Williams. But I'm looking at yeah. um, the USC, Tro- USC Trojans. It looked like with adding Kingsbury, it took a step back, Almost like um, he did with Colin Murray in the Arizona Cardinals. So I'm trying to think of his value and how this man even deserved to get a job. With the job he did at Texas Tech was was not that good. He gets a head coaching role, then he gets a role mm-hmm. um, with the USC Trojans, and, and now he gets a job with the with the Arizona Cardinals. So I mean, with the um, with the Washington Commanders, I make that. Make that make sense. And what does this mean for Eric to enemy? He's starting to feel – he's starting to remind me of Mark Jackson. Like, there's something going on while, while this man is not being valued with all the value that he, he brought to those Chiefs teams.
3: Yeah, yeah. It, it says a lot. Um, first of all, though, I I commend the commanders for keeping him around. Without a head coach, he was the only one that was not let go, but, and they left that up to Dan Quinn. Um, and Dan Quinn said, you know, we're going to part ways. I want to bring in, um, my own OC and I can't remember who he brought in. Um, but let's get to Cliff Cleansberry. What we're saying is, is that Cliff Cleansberry is better at, um, OC at, you know, with the commanders than Eric the enemy. And they're saying that, um, Clingsbury, who has not won anything in college because he had a dismal record with Texas Tech, hit a dismal record with the Cardinals, and Eric bien is sitting as OC of two Super Bowl championships. Um, so is Byron Leftwich. But it is you like who you like and you dislike who you don't like, you know, and I think that's where we are. I assume at this point, Thomas, that Eric bien heads back to the Chief Um, in an advisory role, and and waits for his number to be called, and hopefully it will. But I'm kind of thinking that there is something going on here, and I don't know where to put it. You know, I don't know if it's Colin Kaepernick going on, but everybody says he interviews badly. Um, And, you know, in an interview, it's like any relationship. You make it what you want to make it. You know, Good. so you can set up a person to, to be successful in an interview and you can set him up to fail. Um, and obviously he's not doing well in these interviews, whatever that means. I'm confused by it all, though, that Cliff Cleansbury continues to, to to land on his feet in prominent positions.
2: Yeah, is this one of those things, folks, that we're not going to have a solution for you. you know, everything can't be um, discussed and put in a nice meat boat. And I've heard from hmm. Stephen A. Smiths and Shannon Sharps. I've heard, you know, the Michael woolbines you know, media titans, you know, talk about Kyle and Kyle talk about this. And i will skip Bayless. Everyone says the same thing. And even, you know, in, NFL insiders, no one no one understands this. But once again, you cannot get 32 owners you can't make them do anything. They don't. They don't want to do. That's you right. can't get these. That's right. You can't get the. Uh, you know the hiring. The people that do the hiring within these organizations do what they want to do. You know, in the same breath, you know, you talk about um, Mike 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 Grable. You know, insider said, anonymous source said that teams were scared of him because he's too intimidating. It was in the front office. And, whoa, what, whoa, what are we talking about here? And, you know, Eric is a is a guy, is a little guy, but he has a big personality. He's very confident. He's very brass, matter mm-hmm. of fact. So, and a lot of people can't take that. He's, unap- he's unapologetic. He's going to tell you what it is. He's not going to mince words. You know, they said the same thing to to describe him, but it, that's what he is. He's a football coach. Old school. And yeah. people, can't, people can't take that. And People always talk about, well, it's a youth movement and the day people and players of the day have to be coddled and handled a certain way. No, they don't. No, they don't. Nothing's changed, princess. People don't need to be coddled. That's why there's so many penalties. There's no discipline. There's no discipline across the board. (laughs) So you you need a master to drum it in. Hey, run it again. Hey, run it again. Hey, get out. Hey, 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 26, get out doing the wrong thing. You know, what's this, What's the guy named Tony? Hey, you're lining up on the on line of spirits. Hey, hey, come on, son. Come on. Come sit next to me. <laughs> Kadarius Tony. You, you, come on.
3: Yeah, Kadarius Tony. You can, see, you can see
2: it in the Chiefs. There, there's no there, there's no discipline. There's, there's a lot of talent Patrick Mahomes is there to overcome. He's going to overcome the mistakes. But every team doesn't have a Patrick Mahomes to overcome, you know, mistakes. Now, which brings us into our Super Bowl talk. You know, we left that to the end. You know, I didn't want to be like everyone else. Just, you know, just giving an analysis and breakdown of the game. Who's going to do what? whoa ah. You know, I do want to. You know, get into the commercials. You know, what's you know is that going to be part of the story? People will be talking about the commercials. Remember back in the day, people talked about the Budweiser commercial. What's up? You know, and everything. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> will it be some commercial talk? You remember the office linebacker when that debuted? And how that was the talk, you know, the next day, oh, man, did you see Reebok commercial office linebacker Terry Tate? Oh, my God, I remember seeing that commercial, and I kept rewinding it because it was so funny to see somebody, people get sacked in the office, <laughs> you know, for not loading paper or using the phone too much or or not um, putting, the, putting the lid back on the coffee or drinking up all the creamer. You know, so people talked about that, you know, for – for weeks, or we're we going to have talk like that re- regarding the commercials, or we're going to talk about the halftime show. You know what's going to be the story? Yeah. You know of who who won, who lost? Because with this Super Bowl, I'm conflicted because I don't have a, a dog in the fight. I, you know, I'm biased. I don't like San Francisco, and I don't, I really don't like the Kansas City Chiefs. But I have to talk about it, and I'm leaning more towards San Fran. The, I just see San San Fran so the way San Fran has won. I almost feel like it's their time, When they over they overcame adversity, you know, with the Packers and what happened with the um, Detroit Lions. Um, mm-hmm. I, it, it, I do no know. It just seemed like it was setting up, and I know this would make you know, you know, K. Waltz, you know, feel good that that I'm saying this, you know, <laughs> being. Being a Cowboys fan and he's been he's been avoiding me, you know. Yeah, my, our Cowboys are gonna be back. That's a whole that's a whole nother conversation. But I do feel it could be San Francisco's time that they're going to um avenge the loss and that that they had against um the Chiefs uh two years you know, three two years, three years? Three years ago, you know, and they haven't had a single bowl win since since the nineties. So I I think it could that's be right. their time. Or is yeah. Patrick Mahomes? Is he? Is he going to go down in history? Because if he wins tomorrow, now you got to put them in the same category as you do, you know, the '70s Steelers, the the um the '80s Forty ers the '90s mm-hmm. Cowboys, the 2000 F Patriots, and now you have to mention the Kansas City Chiefs if they win. What are your thoughts on 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 the storyline for Monday?
3: A, a couple of things here. First of all, um, a skybox at the Allegiant Stadium tomorrow, then um, there's still a couple left. You can get one for $1.8 million. <laughs> um, well, we there, so. there Prince.
2: We got it. <laughs> Never had it so good as start radio. We got it. It's in the budget. I know it is. And if
3: 20 of us get get on the plane tomorrow, we can split it for 90000 a piece. So that's the first. Ninety thousand a piece. to finance that. Yeah. To take layaway. <laughs> <laughs> hey, as you go. Leasing. The second <laughs> thing is tomorrow. As far as commercials are concerned, it'll be the first time in Super Bowl history that there'll be beauty commercials um, and makeup commercials geared towards um, women, and that is the Taylor Swift effect. Um Ooh. the th- <laughs> the third thing is are are, are, are is you, you that predicting the
2: outcome there Oh, some of the football oh, oh, yeah. oh. Oh, yes, oh. Yes, yes. oh yeah. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. So tricky. I'm going go there. Got to get
3: it. Uh, K-Walk you got to get <laughs> on her <it> now. <laughs> um the third thing is is that there is a video on YouTube now where is Usher? And it is done by Little Wayne, Ludacris, and Taraj AP. And they're looking for Usher to get into the Super Bowl halftime show um, in time. It is really hilarious. And they're like, come on, Usher, we got to go. We got to go. So, that out. And they're searching for him. Uh, so that's out there. Now, to the Super Bowl, um, I am a uh, – uh, Kansas City Chiefs fan, and I've been that way since Patrick Mahomes got there, or maybe even okay. when Andy Reid got there. Now, I've also been a closet fan of the 49ers and John Lynch and how they've maneuvered and gotten to this point. They've made a lot of great moves. They drafted well. Um, they and then they, of course, went out and got Christian McCaffrey and added into them. And then they went to the front office and said, Brock Purdy is our man. You know, right. after that Garoppolo lot of got him That's to tough. the Super Bowl, it, right. it, did it not? That took a lot of moxie to go in and, and say, and hey, hey know, he's our guy. And they
2: dropped three, three picks to move up to get Trey Lance. Yeah. So to say that, hey, it's not working out, yeah. you know, I think Trey Lance is going to be the quarterback in the future with the Cowboys. But to say that it's not working here and we're going to move yeah. on, nothing to see takes guts. I don't, I don't know any, many NFL franchises will we'll do, we'll do that and be successful and had a fan base buying into that and then move off from Garoppolo. Exactly. You know, we'll, mm-hmm. so, so, you know, kudos to them.
0: They had to that's sell huge.
3: ownership of that. They had to sell ownership of that. You know, that, that's a moxie right there that said, hey, we convinced you to move up, we convince you to trade and, and lose three draft picks, but here we are. This is where we are, and this is what we want to do. So, Brock Purdy is there. So, I'm a, I'm a close fan of how they've handled things. But I do feel, and I think I said this the first time that we were picking, that the Chiefs were um, have that formula. And I wasn't going to bet against Patrick Mahomes, even up against Lamar Demetrius Jackson. And that kind of panned out. I think this is going to be more evenly matched, though. But I'm going to give the edge to um, Kansas City. And the T- Kansas City, Taylor Swifties, Travis Kelsey with mm. his false aid that – that was just announced like it's something new that african-americans yeah. have been doing this for a long time <laughs> yeah the, the new york <laughs> the new york times i'm like wait a minute Martin
1: yeah
2: she had a fade Mon- with that exactly. malcolm he had a fade i have a fade <laughs> Honest wait wait a minute. why did you give it to travis can you be a travis kelsey why do you give it to john you go. b
3: like
2: john b in 90s john b's fame was tight and you, mm-hmm. you give it to kelsey <laughs> Like, like what? I never heard went to a barbershop yeah. to say, Hey, you know how like you go to a black barber shop that got the pictures on the wall? I never saw Jason Kelsey's uh, face on that on that on on that picture, like, hey, I want I want that right there. <laughs> I don't know if they still have that. But you know, back in the day they just had the pictures. So you no, know, face's been out a long time, you know, white America. And it's not all white America because a lot of white Americans, you know, they know what's up. But the New York Times you know white America. That inside their own bubble, hey, get out of it. It's been a fade for a long time. He didn't coin it. He, and he won't even admit to it like, hey, he, he admits like, hey, I got it from my teammates. I like the way it looks, and it looks good on me. So I like his answer Rita, when people ask him about his haircut.
3: Yeah. I just want the New York Times to have a rebuttal, or even better yet, New York Times and whoever the writer was, do your homework do your homework, yeah, you lazy. know, it's um, crazy. if you're going to feature something it. like this, you know, uh, try to get some background before you come out like that. Cause it, ball fade has been around a long time.
2: <laughs> a long, long time. You can look at, oh, like I said, pictures that were taken in black and white of our ancestors and you can see the temple fades or, or, the or the ball mm-hmm. fades. Um, you know, we being we're being rocked. It's an easy it's an easy haircut and, and the fade has progressed as the skills have gotten better, you know, over the mm-hmm. over the years. You know, and you like I say, you do find um, the popularity of it um it has increased world you know, world you know, worldwide, you know, of the fade. It's a like it's a nice little cut. And if it's done right, it looks it looks great. And the beard is lined up, you know, my, my mine is just like that but I would I would not be calling it a a Kelsey but I think the key to a exactly. victory for you the key to victory you know for the Chiefs Kelsey must have more in the fade you know um he's he's going to have to come up he's going to have to come up big um the receivers Rice is going to have to come up big cuz they're going to double Kelsey I think they they're going to try to take Kelsey yeah. away um it's, you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be a battle of the trenches. I think that's going to be the story of the game. Um, whose trenches you know did better, you know, on, on that on that day. And I think they're I think they're even, offensively and, and defensively. So I can't. Whoever's gonna win is gonna be a three point game. I I think is it, yeah. I, I think who, you know, I'm saying I'm leaning. So like I said I'm leaning towards I'm leaning towards the Niners. But I think the score is going to be thirty, thirty-one to twenty, thirty-one to twenty-seven, Niners. I'm going, I'm
3: going, I'm going twenty-four, twenty-one. I think. Um, I like that term where you know offense wins games or defenses win championships. I, I think both San Francisco's and in um, Kansas City, both of those defenses um, are pretty good. And I, and I want to see what happens there. I don't know if they, this becomes a high-scoring game. If it does, I think it favors um, the 49ers. I also want to see if Kadarius Toney is inactive. He was inactive for the, oh, the AFC yeah. <laughs> Championship game. he used
2: been doing a um, lot so, of talking.
3: Yeah. So do, do they bring him back and, and make him an option in the Super Bowl? Or is he – Falling out of favor. I, you know, Andy Reid said we're, gonna not, we're not going to throw away Kadarius Tony. Um, so what does that mean? I, I'm looking forward to that. But I'm looking forward to the halftime show. Um, I'm hoping oh, yeah. that Taylor Swift is back in the morning. She's in Tokyo, um, in a, you know, in her concert. So she's got to be back by tomorrow morning or whatever. I hope she gets back. I'm buying into all of the Swifty conversation for a moment um just to see here yeah.
2: <laughs> and being, and being, being to be on, the lookout, on the lookout they're gonna look out for south jersey zone um isaac um pacheco if, if Pacheco, oh pacheco yeah has this, if he has the game mm-hmm. that jamar Gibbs, ha you know had had it's over it's over yeah if, if they establish that yep. run game i think they're weak in a they're weak you know with we're, we're stopping the run um Mahomes is going to have all day. So once again, yeah. it's going to be a battle of the trenches, and, and I'm he, and I'm here for it. I'm here for yeah. it. I'm here. I'll be, I, I'll I'll agree, be watching
3: I everything. everything. Whoever stab- be watching. I, I will say this. You know, if whoever establishes the, the stronger run game, I think wins this. You know, if McCaffrey um, is and he scored two touchdowns per um, playoff game, um, if he does then I think Brock Purdy is more comfortable and, and Brock Purdy showed that he can have a, a team on his back and do something with them and we have not mentioned um 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 what is it Ayuk and we haven't mentioned Debo right. I, I think that, you know, it, it could be the 49ers' time. I'm just not gonna bet against um uh Mahomes at this time. And I, but if Pacheco, per, like per you per said, will... create something. Go ahead. Yeah, I was say, I think Purdy will
2: manage the situation. <laughs> yeah, I think he, you know, he doesn't like that. He doesn't like that turn. I'm more than a manager. Like, like, dude, you're not the best person on your team. You are, you are a high value manager. There's different levels. There's different levels to management, and you know, you're kind of like the, you're kind of like the regional manager, but you're you're still not, <laughs> you're, you're not, a, you're not at the director level. You're not better than Debo Samuel. You're not better than Christian McCaffrey. You're not better than George Kittle. You're not the best person on your team. You're about the fifth best person on your team. And there's not a problem with that. You're your high value. You're a high value player.
3: I <laughs> But, but you're not a game play changer. A play Brock, Brock Purdy against the Detroit Lions, they do not win. Not Brock at all. Brock Purdy played in that second, second half. He's i got to give he's him at credit. The
2: executive, he's at the executive manager position, but he's not a game changer. Okay, and so and you know, folks, if you don't like my if you don't like my commentary, you can add me. <laughs> you know, you can always yeah. You can always call in next week and say, "Well, Thomas, you were wrong. You were wrong. He 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 changed the outcome. He was a game changer." Okay, I want to accept it.
0: Yeah, I'm going to
3: add him, listeners. I'm going to add him because I think he is a game changer, and I'm really kind of tired of Cam Newton. You know, and I don't. I don't. I think now that it was one thing to say, it was one thing to say that he's a game manager. Maybe I could have accepted it, but then to come back and say after you know the 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 playoffs that okay he he's not even the tenth best um, player on his team. I I don't. I don't know how we just get there. Leave it alone. You know, do we all just have to call out people? Uh, The young man. I don't know if we'd have this conversation too, Thomas. And I'll let you talk. I'm sorry. If he wasn't no, no, irrelevant, if he had been drafted in the first and second round, I don't know if we would we would come at him like that.
2: Well, once again, game manager is not a bad term, and he's not the best person on the team. You know, like I said, there's levels. There's levels to everything. So calling him a person that hey, we don't need you to do. X, Y, and Z. We just need you not to make a mistake. Now, if you're able, with managing the situation, you're able to change the outcome because you rose, you rose above and you did something that the defenses did not expect you to do because if they knew that running was in his repertoire, they would have shut, they would have shut that shit down. That's the one thing we know about the NFL. Whatever you think you can do best, we're going to take it. We're going to take it away from you. So, and no, and the Chiefs having two weeks to look at that and, and, and study that, they're, they're going to take those mm-hmm. running, running lanes down from him. So then we're going to see with every spell county can he manage and game change the situation. That's going to be tested tomorrow, and that's going to be one of the one of the storylines. Like I said, I'm voting for Ford. San Fran to win, but not going to. uh, I'm not willing to say Brock Purdy is more than what he is. Take Brock Purdy, put him on. Oh my God, um, put him on Arizona, and does he change Arizona's fortunes? And the answer is no. Hmm. You put the you. Lamar Jackson, you put Lamar Jackson anywhere, and they're right where the Ravens are. Game changer, game manager. Pitch those. Jory's out. <laughs> well, All right. So folks, Shout out
3: to Kevin Walker, who listened to the entire show. Thank you, Kevin Walker. We appreciate you. Thanks, uh, Jeff.
2: For sure. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. Hey, once again, folks, you've been in community with the Crossroads with License Sports Intercept. Oh, my God. I can't believe that time is up. This is the fastest, fastest hour in radio, Princess. Hey, folks, fastest if you want hour. me to have more time, you know, you got to write in and be the showrunner, station manager. You know, you got to make things happen. Right now we only have one day. We're going to be shooting for two days, three days, and get it all the way up to a week. Um, be on the lookout for some announcements. We're going to have some special guests, you know, breaking things down as we approach the NFL Combine as we approach the NBA All-Star Week, as we, you know, approach the NFL draft, and as we approach, you know, WrestleMania. So, folks, stay tuned. Once again, listen to the Crossroads of Life and Sports Intercept, and I'll see you guys next week. Be blessed.